بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد Respected friends and elders, ulama have categorized ilm and knowledge into three types. Ilmul hal, ilmul waqt, and ilmul sir. Ilmul hal, the knowledge of condition. In other words, you need to have knowledge that guides you in every condition. So whether you are in the condition of salah, whether you are in the condition of Siyam, fasting, whether you are in the condition of good health, uh, difficulty, poverty, wealth, prosperity. From the knowledge of Islam, there's a big chunk of the knowledge that, that directs you in the different halat and conditions that you undergo. And the second is ilmul waqt, knowledge of time, meaning depending on which time of the day, which time of the week, which time of the month, and different times of your life, there is knowledge of deen that is directed towards you. And the third is classified as knowledge of secrecy, meaning what to do when you are not in public. So although we were discussing taqwa and the merits of taqwa and the details of taqwa, today being a Friday, I felt we should discuss three hadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam regarding the day of Friday. So this is now ilmul waqt, knowledge of the time that you are in. One hadith is a famous hadith in Abu Dawood Sharif, Musnad Ahmad and other hadith books where Sayyidina Aws ibn Aws radiyallahu anhu mentions that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions six deeds for the morning of Friday. Man ghassala wa ghtasal, that person who has a bath and he has a tarabat. Wa bakkara wa abtakar, he comes early to the masjid and he comes very early. Wa masha wa lam yarkab, this is the most important part. He comes walking, not riding, not on a conveyance. Wa dana min al imam, that's number four, he sits close to the imam. Many have the habit of coming but sitting against the wall or sitting at the corners. Here the sunnah is teaching us that when we come, we must come and sit as close as possible to the imam. And while we're on this point, during the khutbah especially, during the Arabic khutbah, the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the practice of sahaba was for the congregation to face the khatib, to face meaning to turn their face, turn their gaze. You don't have to turn your chest or your body to face the direction. But look at the face of the khatib, the one delivering the khutbah. This in my deficient knowledge, if you look around, we are lacking in this. That we find during the khutbah, people, somebody is looking down, somebody is closing his eyes. Whatever he may be doing, concentrating inshallah. But the ideal is to look at the speaker or to look at the one delivering the khutbah. That is the mustahab and that is the practice of the sahaba radiallahu anhu. So, وَدَّنَا مِنَ الْإِمَامِ When he sits, he sits close to the imam. وَاسْتَمَعَ وَأَنْصَتَ And he listens attentively whilst remaining silent. وَاسْتَمَعَ وَأَنْصَتَ Istima' To listen attentively. From there also you can take out the meaning of what we discussed, that looking also at the imam. To listen to someone attentively, you can't be listening attentively and looking somewhere else. You want the full attention. If I'm addressing my child, 
And I say, listen to me properly, listen to me attentively. And as I'm talking to the child, he's looking somewhere else, then we reprimand the child for that, that you are not listening attentively. You are looking elsewhere. So to listen attentively is to listen with everything. Mawana Fazlur Rahman Sahib, Hafizahullah, my Ustad, used to explain this. He says, this means you must become an ear from head to toe. Head to toe become an ear. Sar se per takkan ban ke surna. Otherwise, listen with every organ. You can't really listen with every organ of your body. But pay full attention. Everything must be directed to the speaker. So that is what this hadith is telling us also. He is silent and he listens attentively. The sixth one is, and this person does not engage in anything futile. Futile while the khutbah is being, is being recited, the Arabic khutbah. Futile meaning, for example, fidgeting with a person's beard or his clothing or looking at his phone, or even even if somebody is cautioning, even to caution somebody next to you is classified as lahu at that time. During the khutbah, if there's somebody speaking, he should not be speaking. It is wajib to listen to the khutbah. The Friday khutbah, the khutbah that is recited, for example, before the nikah, any masnoon khutbah that is being recited, it is wajib for us to remain silent and listen. So at that time, it is so binding for you to remain silent that if the next person is speaking, you can't even caution him. If you caution him and you stop him, then you are classified to be indulging in futile act at that time. Because for you at that time now, this is again ilmul hal. In that condition, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be focused completely on the speaker or the one reciting the khutbah. That person who does these six deeds... Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, كَانَ لَهُ بِكُلِّ خَطْوَةٍ يَخْطُوهَا عَمَلُ سَنَةٍ Every step he takes coming to the masjid on that Friday, he gets the reward of one year's sawab. One year's reward of what? Siyamiha wa qiyamiha. One year's fasting and one year's standing up in tahajjud the entire night. This is not for the entire action. For each step, for each step a person takes towards the masjid fulfilling these six conditions, then he gets this huge reward. One step and he got the reward of 360 nafil fast. And at the same step, he got the reward of 360 nights of tahajjud, standing up in ibadat for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such is this reward. The muhaddithun mentioned that we know of no other more authentic hadith that has greater reward than this one. And in other words, that hadith from all the hundreds and the thousands of ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from the treasures found in all the books of hadith, this is the one that has the greatest amount of reward. So how fortunate inshallah will be those who will make amal on this. That the ulama have went and they dug into these treasures and they extracted this and showed us that this is the one, if you want the most reward, which hadith has got the most reward? This is the hadith that has got the most reward from among all the authentic ahadith. Because imagine one step, how much of strength it takes for one step. Obviously while fulfilling the other conditions. But one step and you got 360 fast thawab, 360 nafil fast thawab. And with that, the same step, 360 nights of the hajjud salah. Allah give us tawfiq of, of implementing. Really a hadith like this should not be left, respected friends and elders. I mention this as an incentive that in the early 2000s I spent with my father, rahimahullah, 10 Ramadans in, in America. 
And they, mashallah, they used to have program upon program upon program. So after Asr also program. Before Isha, pro, uh, a short bayan. After Isha, before the Tarawih, another short bayan. After the Tarawih, the lengthy bayan. Next morning after Fajr bayan. So when it used to be Friday, then the same thing, we would share some sunnats about the day of Friday, etc. So when this was mentioned at this one particular masjid where we spent most of the Ramadans, there was one elderly uncle, he must have been in his 60s, and uh, he heard this hadith, so he made it his habit. He was a taxi driver, so he made it his habit every Friday, himself, his brother, his son, his nephew, all who were working, they used to come back and park their cars at the apartment building where they were residing, and they used to walk for Jum'ah six miles away. In other words, approximately 10 kilometers, a 60-year-old man. Every Friday, and not only himself, he used to ensure that others also, his younger brother, his nephew and his son come and they form a jamaat like this and they used to walk. And that two respected friends and elders, they had to walk 10 kilometers to get to Jumu'ah. That was Jumu'ah in a church building. I am saying this for us to appreciate what we have here. Here, you hardly walk 2 kilometers and you will find a few masjids en route, masjids. In the, same, in the same masjid, in my last Ramadan day, 2009, there was a young boy who used to come for salah with his father. His father was an Egyptian doctor, Egyptian dentist. He may have been about six years old. Anyway, I used to meet them, meet the father. We used to meet the father previously also. <coughs> Dr. Khalid, his name was. So the next year, that Ramadan 2010, I didn't uh, join my father, rahimahullah, at that location, I was somewhere else. So this person sent a letter, and he sent a small hadiyah, and he says that from the time we heard what you said, my son used to tell me, now a six-year-old, used to tell me that let us also get this reward. Although we live very far away from the masjid, but when we come by car, he tells me, he says, my son tells me, let us park as far as possible. And we can walk from there and try and get this reward as well. So from a six-year-old to a 60-year-old, and everybody else in between and those beyond 60 also. When we hear the fadila and the virtue in this hadith, then we, how is it that we hold back? How can we deprive ourselves? Imagine a person staying across the road, 150 steps, 200 steps to get to his spot in the masjid. That's the, among the nearest, or those next door maybe, but less. But, and if somebody is living further away, how much of thawab, how many fasts, how many years of, of ibadat reward he can get every Friday. For that few minutes of extra, 10 minutes it may take you, it may take you 15 minutes to get to the masjid, but the reward is, is huge. The second hadith I wanted to discuss was, after we finished Jum'ah Salah, Several Sahaba radiallahu anhum have mentioned that that person who sits in the masjid after Jum'ah and he recites the three quls that we know as. So, Surah Ikhlas, Surah Falaq and Surah Nas. He recites that seven times. And in some riwayat, Surah Fatiha also. So, Surah Fatiha and then Surah Ikhlas, Qulwallahu Ahad, and Surah Falaq and Surah Nas. Person recites these seven times then he remains in the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till the next Jumu'ah. 
Protection of Allah will be all types of protection. Spiritual protection, physical protection, protection of our health, protection of our wealth, protection from harmful uh, animals, insects, protection from harmful fellow humans, protection, all types of protection from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this person will enjoy for the next whole week. And this has been reported by several sahaba radiallahu anhum. It's a very popular narration. And among the narrators was a great muhaddith of his time, a muhaddith in Kufa, Imam Waqi' rahimahullah. Imam Waqi' bin Jarrah rahimahullah says, فَجَرَّبْنَاهُ فَوَجَدْنَاهُ كَذَلِكَ I tested this. In other words, I practiced on this. And I found it to be true in the sense that I found myself being protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Normally we find sometimes, sometimes the narrators of hadith mention this. Even if nobody told us this, we will practice because it's the words of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will have that yaqeen and expectation of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when among the muhaddithun they mention this to us, this is to give us even more an incentive, more targheeb. That others have done it and alhamdulillah they physically enjoyed and they saw the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should also follow suit. And these surahs, alhamdulillah, are known to one and all. And lastly, there's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Ibn Sunni's Amalul Yomi wal Layla and another hadith book that states that person after Jumu'ah Salah, if he recites the following tasbih a hundred times, Subhanallah al Azimi wa bihamdi. Very simple, Subhanallah al Azimi wa bihamdi. Person who recites this 100 times after Jumu'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives 100,000 sins of his. And in addition to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives 24,000 sins of his parents. So subhanallah al-azimi wa bihamdi, barely 5 minutes. Some maybe will finish it in less than 5 minutes. But in that, our sins are getting forgiven inshallah, and the sins of our parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to round up again the six a'mal person who has a bath and has a thara bath he comes early and very early he comes walking not riding he sits near and close to the imam he while sitting near and close during the khutbah he is silent and attentive and number six he doesn't engage in any futile activity then for every step that person takes coming to the masjid he gets one year's reward of nafil fast and one year's reward of tahajjud salah Standing up in ibadah for Allah. Number two was to recite the three quls, and if we can, then start with Surah Fatiha. Plus the three quls, seven times like this, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection will be with us for the next week. And number three, the tasbih, subhanallah al-azimi wa bihamdi, a hundred times after Jumu'ah Salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Subhanallah.